You're listening to Clock Radio Speakers with Armand and Doc. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Clock Radio Speakers. I'm your co-host, Armand Wake Up. You can follow me on all social media, whatever, whatever. More important than that, please follow the official Clock Radio Speakers Twitter handle, which is at CRS Podcast. Uh, ClockRadioSpeakers.com, no longer powered by Tumblr, but you can get all previous 439 episodes. I think this is 440, I want to say. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah. Y'all know, y'all know where we at, man. We we in we in the streets. Y'all know what it is. Doc is here. Doc in the building. Doc, what's going on? Yeah, I apologize. Uh, hopefully, I can filter this out. As soon as Armand wanted me to speak, uh, it started pouring, and the rain. Is that rain? Yes. Oh man, don't filter that out, man. <laughs> it's rain. Yeah, it's rain. Uh, what's going on, everybody? Um, <laughs> y'all go follow me on Twitter, uh, Instagram, if you want, but really just follow the show at CRS Podcast. Um, thank you to all of our Patreon subscribers. We appreciate all y'all. And uh, head over to CRS Podcast. Wait, so sorry. Let me get it right. Patreon.com slash CRS Podcast or ClockReadySpeakers.com. You should also go subscribe or at least check out Armand's Patreon. We got Patreons all over the place. Yes, sir. You got a single that's out for the people? Yep, yep. Neverland, Neverland is available now on all streaming platforms. Go ahead and run that up. Uh, thank you to all the platforms that have uh, put it on their yeah. editorial playlists. Uh, additionally, thank everyone who is, has shared the song, listened to the song. Feedback has been really, really dope. Um, you know, promoting a new song in 2023 is very interesting. I've been doing mm. very niche stuff for the last few years. Yeah. Um, so this is like a whole new, it's not just like, you can't just put something out and say available now. You have to like, make content around uh your music and that's a that's a mindset shift yeah yeah yeah, yeah, um, yeah and i'm just that. in the process of of doing that um it's not it's not the easiest thing to do but figuring it out but yeah go listen to neverland um i'll be live streaming maybe by the time this comes out I'll, it'll be over but i'm going to do a live stream tomorrow hopefully simultaneously on youtube and instagram mm. uh like a listening party slash q and a and then yeah, got some got some got some things going going on going down the the, the pipeline. So definitely look uh, check out the Patreon, uh, patreon.armandwakeup.com. Beautiful. Subscribe to them both because you get a get a little package deal. You know what I'm saying? We look out for you. Look out for the streets. But but yeah, man. Uh, Lord have mercy. What are we talking about today? You know, I totally forgot to ask you in the pre-show. We're, we're recording video for this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good, good, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. So I didn't really, I didn't do much. Once my boy was like, yeah, I'll do a, a you know, a, a template for you. I was like, all yeah, right, yeah, bet. Yeah. He hasn't, he hasn't done it yet, which is fine. That's okay. We're but, getting um, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we, we, we going to get to it. But yes, definitely video. I'm, Excellent. I'm rolling. Excellent. I'm rolling. All right. Uh, yeah, we got, I, mean, we, I think part of the reason why, you know, that's not ready yet is I think we're recording a little earlier than, than we thought we would because we want to talk about the Grammys. Right. Absolutely. Um, Talk about the Grammys. We got some other stuff to catch up on too. Uh, Lil Yachty put out a psychedelic rock album. NBA is going crazy. You know, Uh, John Morant is, uh, you know, apparently trying to keep it real. Maybe potentially where keeping it real goes wrong. He might be the uh, 2023 award winner so far. Uh, (laughs) I keeps it real. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. But uh, yeah, so I mean, I think we should start with the Grammys. Absolutely. All right. So we definitely have to talk about this uh, 
50th anniversary hip hop performance. Let's start there. Let's do you it. You want to start there? I was going to say, we got to talk about the awards. We got to talk about, there's a whole lot of Beyonce discourse out there. I was going to ask yep. you where you want to start, but you want to start with the performances. Let's do the performance first. Yeah. It's a really hard thing to put together. I want to start 100%. with that. Because I have Absolutely. notes. But <laughs> of course you do. No, just like things that were really interesting. Like it's really hard to encapsulate 50 years of hip hop, right? Absolutely. In 14 minutes. In 14 minutes. Um, Absolutely. You can tell the the biases of I could like some of it, you know, the so Questlove had a really good thread uh, on Twitter where he was sort of talking a little bit behind the scenes where he was kind of admitting, you know, like talking about like his heroes that he wanted to make sure were up on stage because there was a pretty I mean, I felt like the first like 15, 20 years of, of hip hop had a pretty strong showing on that stage. Right. Oh, the 80s were well represented. 80s were very well represented, which is you know, that's when Questlove came of age with hip hop. You know what For I mean? Sure. Like, so I'm not surprised. I mean, also For sure. a lot of those artists are just in different spots. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. A lot of those mm-hmm. artists, most of those artists, if they get a call saying, can you be on the Grammys? They're like, yeah, of course. You know what I mean? Didn't really work out that way Absolutely. for 90s artists necessarily. There was, yeah. there, you know, I thought LL did great. Um, of course, he's he was in ring shape for sure. Uh, I thought Busta was Busta, you know? Oh, that was peak Butter, butter, what we've been trying to tell y'all for the last 10 years, y'all finally saw it in 4K. Yeah. Um, Peak butter, butter. Shout out to to Spliff Star, too. What's that? I said shout out to Spliff Star, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course he had to be up there. You know, I thought- Of course. um, I thought, like, I almost didn't recognize Missy, but I thought she did great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, how could you follow Busta Rhymes? Right. You have to do it with Missy. Right. Um, what record did Big Boy do? That was um, he did AT Aliens and he did uh, it was a Players Ball. No, was it, it Southern Playlist at Cali Music? It, it was it was a it was to me it was a bit of an unusual choice. No, nah, I was on the first half. I wasn't. I was no. Oh, if you bring out Big Boy, that? you gotta you gotta do. Yeah, I can't. Remember. I think it might have been AT Aliens. But it I definitely was just, did AT Aliens. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. You I was ahead. just gonna say. I I mean, I would assume like you're bringing Big Boy out. You're doing one of the you're doing one of the big outcast hits. You know what I mean? Okay, here we go. I've got the full set list. Beautiful. So okay. So started off with uh Grandmaster Flash and the yeah. Furious Five, Flash to the Beat, into the message, then run DMC with King of Rock. Yep. Um L O Cool J and DJ Jazzy Jeff, they do I Can't Live Without My Radio and Rock the Bells. Yep. Salt and Pepper, they go into my mic sounds nice. Rakim, Eric B is president. Yep. Chuck D and Flavor Flav, Rebel Without a Pause. Uh, Black Thought and LL Cool J do a, a interlude skit into Pasta News of De La Soul. He does Buddy. Yep. Um, this is great. actually my favorite little run. Buddy into Scarface. My mind's playing tricks on me. Into Ice T, New Jack Hustler. Which I thought he would have did colors, but that's cool. Uh, Queen Latifah, UNITY. Then Method Man by himself. But you Method know what? Man. I at least appreciated that they had Method Man up there. Because um, they're... Yeah. Okay, keep going. So... Uh, then Big Boy does a- AT Aliens. AT Aliens, right. right. And then Busta, Busta does Put Your Hands Where My Eyes Can See and To yeah. Look At Me Now. I wouldn't have done that, but that's, you know, I get I'm, it. They I'm, wanted to have him do the butter, butter, butter thing. Yeah, it's the, it's the Grammys. All right. Then Missy does Lose Control. And if you choice. listen closely, there were yeah, they a were lot of nods in, to... Yeah, they were working in nods to her some of her other singles. Yep. Then you get Nelly with Hot In Here. 
uh, Too Short with Blow the Whistle, which was hilarious because Queen Latifah did You and I T Y two minutes before. And Listen, then bring I thought it was amazing <laughs> that Too Short got some shine. Like, for I'm sure. glad he did. Um, Nelly, Nelly's little, what was that, four bars, eight bars tops mm-hmm. was a little rough. Mm-hmm. He was not in fighting shape. That's he, fine. He, he wasn't. But also, I don't know what happened with the sound, but the sound was like consistently bad. I don't know what was going on, but there was some technical stuff going on. I don't know if you, did you hear that? The sound was bad all night, at least from what I could hear. Um, like during the, uh, during the Motown, the, uh, when uh, Stevie was up there with Smokey Robinson, the sound was awful. Mm. Were they, but for, so for the hip hop tribute, like the vocals were ahead of the beat. Was, was that the case with the Motown tribute or was it just like, did it just sound It was bad? just bad mixing for the Motown tribute. Okay. Well, and part of the thing was very clearly, you know, for the hip hop part, some like they had the roots, the band, you know, the roots band up there doing some stuff and some things were right off of a, you know, they were actually playing the, the pre-recorded track. So there was like, they were going mm-hmm. back and forth. So I wonder if like some timing cues got missed maybe. Cause that's really complicated. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Um, then we go into the locks in Swiss. Oh, they do. Man. We don't make Listen, it. I was so excited. They played We Gonna Make It at the Grammys. Crazy. I can die happy Crazy. Die. That's amazing. And it was, and what I love the most is that it wasn't just Jaden Styles. No. Sheik was there too. Yeah. No, that was so great. That made me really happy. And then oh, Sharp boy. left into a little baby freestyle. Yeah. Into Glo- uh, Glorilla FNF. Which was at least you, better. It, Lil Baby killed every energy that was left in that room. Yes. No. Yeah. So here's what was interesting to me about Lil Baby. Yeah. I'm not mad at Lil Baby being no part of this. Not at all. But in my mind, I was like, what little baby baby song should he have done? Yes, indeed. Yeah, I was gonna say yes, indeed. Never recover. (laughs) Never recover. Once in once in needs, maybe. Maybe. I mean, it's funny. A lot. A lot of Drake in here. That's what I was like, man. What are some like up tempo, yeah, well known little baby songs? Uh, maybe even every chance I get off the off the Khaled album, like I don't know, but something with some energy, right? Coming off a of Busta, God, I mean, even just before all this, all of this is energy. This is yeah. all energy, and then you go, you crescendo with we gonna make it, and then you just come down with the little baby freestyle and you don't make any cases for yourself to right. you know for the old heads quest love like they're like all right we have to include the new guys yeah um you know what it says to me though doc what the conversation that we had a while ago about how the kids do not care about the grammys sure because quest love was saying a lot of people, you know, I had all this stuff in mind but like budget wasn't right but then also like people other people were just busy I mean, so, but that's not just that the kids didn't want to show up because like, I understand they had to, and it sounds like there were some last minute cuts, like people literally 10 minutes beforehand, all of a sudden they were like people who were supposed to perform did not perform. Wow. Um, because I'm going to name some groups and people who were not represented at all in this, in this performance, right? There was oh, not a see. single death row reference, not a single bad boy reference. Correct. A single aftermath reference, Cash Money, No Limit, Rockefeller, Drake. Yep. Um, yep. There was so that's no the Kanye, no J, no M, no Kendrick, no Wayne, uh, no Jeezy, no Ti. Like so, there's a huge like 
part of hip hop that was that's why they they that's why that it felt so abrupt because they go from 2001 to like now you know what i mean yeah. they kind of skipped yep. over almost 20 years at least 15 years least 20, of what hip hop sounded yeah. like and obviously you know years. Yep. um i understand they don't want to get in business with kanye right now or whatever but like you know wayne was there Wayne was there. Wayne could have did the whole 2010s by himself. Right. <laughs> right. Wayne Jay, does lollipop. Wayne does whatever. Like, I don't care. It's a bridge. He did, it's he, something. He, he, yeah. He definitely could have did, you know, back that thing up after you back it up and stop. Like, he could have. Sure. There's a, there's a lot that, that Wayne could have done. Um, I mean, T.I. had, I mean, I mean T.I. had a couple. You could, I can think of two or three T.I. records that you can play on that stage and would have been perfect absolutely. to like get us through the end of the 2010s you know I mean, absolutely you know, the 2000s you know what i mean yep absolutely mims no <laughs> no no mims would have been like i had this idea a long time ago basically <laughs> <laughs> i'm just gonna wrap everybody else's verse and that's right and put them all to the tempo of this is why i'm hot that's right and weave that in there so yeah quest my i guess Quest love where you kind of drop the ball there. And again, the logistics is just, it's, it's close to impossible. It's, it's close to impossible. But like, I'm not mad at Glorilla and, and Uzi ending it. I'm not. No. And, and shout out to Uzi, who I think really has something with I Just Want to Rock. Like that it song really, does. really has a life of its own. Absolutely. It does. Absolutely. does. And you end with that. It's still high energy. Yeah. Um, literally like, literally Lil Baby to me is the only misstep. Yeah, I mean it's a little baby, and then it's also just it is sort of interesting and noteworthy, like that out of the new generation of, of folks, that's all they could get. Absolutely, that's what I'm. That's my original point about yeah. the youths. Not they don't really care about the Grammys like no. that. They don't, um, and it makes sense based off of nominees. Well, who wins? You know what I'm saying it's like it's just a, a waste of time. You go to say I went to the Grammys. You go to go to the Rock Nation brunch. You know what I mean? You go to go to the Rock Nation brunch. Um, and hopefully get dapped up by Jay-Z and Beyonce, who was in us. You know who was in Jay-Z's section? I don't know if you saw that. Who? Babyface. Okay. Yeah. Give me a, give me a, a Jay-Z song produced by... Wait, <laughs> wait, wait. Did he produce Sunshine? He didn't, right? No, that's Trackmasters. Okay. Give me a Jay Z no, no, no. song produced that's, by Baby no. That's Faith. that's Trackmasters. Come on, I should know better. That's Puff and Vanderpool. I I know that credit. Come on now. Okay. All right. Give me a Jay Z song produced by Babyface. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Um. So the, go the, here's the last thing I'll say about this. Yeah. People said BET, you're on the clock for the BET Awards. I think the BET Awards will fill in a lot of the things that the Grammys, because the Grammys have had a very tumultuous relationship with hip hop, period. Oh, for sure, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. they, this is, is, when is the last time they televised the best rap album? They traditionally televise that. They okay. don't televise the other, like the individual, like best rap song or anything like that. Okay, okay. Because remember that's, we saw Macklemore win, Sort of Absolutely. infamously, like yeah, that's 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 definitely one that that they will often uh, show. Okay, but like they they don't televise as Chris Brown discovered. They don't televise best R and B album. <laughs> ah, Christopher, you know, I his response to not winning was telling for multiple reasons. It said a lot of things to me. Okay, um, the first thing it said to me is that. Chris, how's I call him? Why do I want to call him Chris Rock? Chris Brown (laughs) 
is in his own bubble, right? He is. And it's not sure. And what I mean by that, I'm not like on some how do you, you know, how do you not know who Robert Glasper is? Because I'm going to get to those people in a second. But I would just kind of assume that you, if you're make okay, let me say this: if you're making the same song over and over again, which is what a lot of people feel like Chris Brown is doing, then to me that says nothing else exists outside of your bubble. And it seems like Chris Brown has a lot of time on his hands. He's very bored. Sure. Um, And so he has time to when Kanye takes him off of a song or when he loses a Grammy, they're never going to give Chris Brown. I'm, I'm actually, he should be, he should be happy that he's nominated at this point. If he still cares about the Grammys, they're never going to give him a Grammy. Why do you say that? Man, that the Rihanna incident is just going to forever hang over his head. And additionally, just the fact that that was during Grammy weekend. I know, man. Because didn't, uh, hold on, for like, they have like a best, like, comedy album or something like that. Didn't, who won this year? Isn't it? Chappelle won. Yeah. Really, Chappelle won. Yeah. Yeah. They're giving, they're giving them to Chappelle, but they're, they're, they're going to remember something that Chris Brown did over 10 years ago. Listen, I'm not asking people to be fair. Sure. (laughs) I'm just telling you what I see. I'm just telling you what I see. He's not helping himself out by, you know, he's being like, you know, who is who is Robert Glasper? That's not really helping his case. And then I saw all the neo soul, you know, head wrap, uh, locks, uh, incense. They, they lit their incense and they just took Chris Brown to task. Like, how dare you not know sure. who Robert Glasper is? And the smug energy that that gave off was equivalent to what Chris Brown was doing. Saying who is Robert Glasper? It's like, yeah. oh, could you not know who Robert Glasper is? And then I continue to think about it, and I say, you know what, man? This sounds exactly. This is exactly what people sound like when the Double XL freshman list comes out. Yeah. Who? Who are these people? And let's and let's be honest, Doc. We we've been guilty of that a time or two sure. for sure. Sure. But what I've learned, what history has has taught me, especially with this new generation, is that they're. The double XL freshman list, like they, they all right. They got a high shooting percentage. So yeah. out of the ten to twelve people that they they nominate, maybe one year, give them another two or three years. There's quite a few people who are household names. If you go back and look at previous years, it's like, oh, I do know who those people are. You just don't know them when the list comes out because they're freshmen. Right. <laughs> so you know, I just think you know people just need to kind of chill out and. Uh, Get some humility about themselves because it's 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 the exact same thing. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I also think like, and this is I think also to me somewhat indicative of the Beyonce sort of reaction is like our generation, we grew up where there is still like a monoculture of sorts, like for media, mm-hmm. right? Like the monoculture always excluded people, like it really never like it's it's never been perfect, but like you can argue mm-hmm. from like the early to mid eighties through like the mid two thousands, there was something resembling a monoculture for popular music, right? There was not a Mm. lot of Latino representation and there's other holes you can poke in it, but like much of America was watching and listening to a lot of the same batch of stuff, right? We all kind of knew what the big popular things was, right? Like, for sure. Yeah. You know, different, there's obviously, you know, people have their own, have always had their own subcultures. There's always been different pockets in this country. People are divided by race and class and all that stuff. I understand. I'm not saying that wasn't the case, but there was like popular media that we all consumed. 
Social media mm-hmm. and the internet have destroyed that. There is no more monoculture. And so what happens is whenever these events happen that sync everybody up and all of a sudden we're out of our bubble, we're out of our little subculture, people are like, how dare you not understand what I understand and what my culture understands? That's right. You know, like, so there are people who can't, we'll talk about Beyonce in a second, but like to talk about what you were saying, you know, like the Grammys used to be like a coronation for successful artists, but I think now they're just another angle to the marketing push and the rollout. Like- (laughs) No, so I mean, how many people, I'm not even kidding. This is crazy because he's, he might've had the most successful 2022. How many people in America saw Bad Bunny for the first time at the Grammys? Listen. More than, more than you might think, right? Listen, listen. I mean, man, how many people saw Steve Lacey for the first time? Listen. You know, like the Grammys Absolutely. are, I mean, how, as clearly as we saw, how many people realized the evolution that Sam Smith has had in, in, in their career and uh how many you know know. even though unholy was number one like obviously most people had not heard unholy or seen the video right i didn't know i didn't know my last time seeing sam sam smith was uh stay with me me. yeah i mean people i say sam disclosure record maybe disclosure right you think of like one or two things you know no sam smith is in a different place right now I, we all see that. Yeah. Like I like, I think Unholy is actually really catchy and really well done. But like, if you haven't seen that, people are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, cause it's like all these things are getting mashed together. And that's in a sense, kind of the interesting thing about the Grammys, right? Cause you're, I think it's good to expose people to stuff that's outside their bubble, but For that's, sure. that's what this all is. You know what I mean? For sure. Um, For sure. Like the Grammys are just a reflection of what's going on in the music industry, right? We have more artists than ever before. We have more music than ever before. And we have metrics that reward volume of plays and attention captured and not the number of like paying fans. Right. right. So that's why you get a lot of the stuff that we see. You know what I mean? I don't know. I'm not like it's always interesting to see the Grammys and some of these awards. I think the awards are like the way that they the way that some of these awards went down are really are kind of fascinating or indicative of like, I don't know, almost. I think what I think is kind of like a problem. Um, for hip hop in a sense, but I don't know, maybe hip hop doesn't care about the Grammys. You know what I mean? Certain people do. Cause like certain people within hip hop do Kendrick. So the heart part five won two Grammys. Mm-hmm. That song came and went in two weeks. It did. It was a moment more than a great song to me. And the moment, and the moment was Kendrick is back. The moment was Kendrick it wasn't, is back. It wasn't Kendrick's making a statement. Look at what Kendrick right. said. Look at what he did. It's li- literally like, Hey, Kendrick's here. Kendrick's back. Right. And yep. that one best rap song and best rap performance is wild. Mm-hmm. But ne- this is we. I mean, we should uh, we should we should establish like when we talk about Grammy nominees in, in future years, we should sort of have some like guidelines. It used to be never bet against Eminem, right? If you see mm-hmm. Eminem nominated for a long time, just assume he's going to win. Mm-hmm. That is now true of Kendrick. If Kendrick is nominated in a rap category, better than fifty percent shot he's taking that home. I think. And you know what that to me that represents the I don't listen to hip hop like pitchfork. I don't listen to hip hop. I'm not involved in hip hop culture, but I listen to Kendrick. I, I think it's more than that, right? Because like look at the look at them aside from the hip hop 50 performance, look at the other hip hop perform the other main hip hop performance that night, which was God did, right? Mm-hmm. Which was a moment when it happened. But that mm-hmm. song didn't define 2022 in any sort of way. It came and went. You you know what gave I think what gave that song life was when the 
whoever that was on, was it MSNBC or somebody like breaks down the verse. <laughs> right. And so I don't know, man, the Grammy, com- it was, there's a lot that went on this year. And it was like, this, this was like the, how do we use hip hop without rewarding hip hop? Mm. How do we, how do we get a foothold back in that space? Because there are some years within the last, the last few people weren't watching the Grammys. And it was very clear. Um, we're not watching them. We don't like the nominees. We don't agree with this, whatever, whatever. And so last year, I want to say or the last two years have been very like pandery. Was that where they had the, um, was that where baby little baby did the bigger picture? That was at the Grammys, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 So that performance was very pandery. Like it, it, it is what it is. Um, so now it's okay. We've pandered. We got back in your good graces. Look, y'all, we got Beyonce and we're going to give her the most, uh, wins, over any other Grammy ever, but when it comes to like the the big awards, you don't give her you don't give it to her for Renaissance. And it's not that it's not to say that because we could talk about merit and all that stuff. But did you read that article where they talked to the anonymous four um, uh, members of the Grammy Academy who voted? No. So basically, somebody anonymously anonymously who voted was basically like, "Yeah, I don't vote for Beyonce because every time she comes out, she's really good." Right. And so versus like a, we talk about this a lot, Doc, um, how America loves the comeback story. Or America loves the underdog. So if Beyonce was coming back from something or she was building up from something or if she had some appeal of maybe a Lizzo who, you know, speaks to, uh, you know, body image um, or something. I don't know the Harry Styles story, to be honest with you. But like there was no other reason like Beyonce doesn't have a storyline if everything is wrestling to say other than Beyonce's back after a long and she puts out this great album that it encompasses all of these elements of music of black music and it's done really, really well. And, you know, people are upset that they gave it to Harry Styles. And I went I actually went and listened to some of the stuff off Harry Styles albums just to be on some yeah. like, do I get it? And it just sounds like H&M music. It's eighties. It's eighties inspired pop, right? Uh, so, uh, and I love eighties pop. I love eighties pop. Yeah, eighties inspired like white people pop, right? Um, I love eighties white people pop. Um, here, I think there's a couple. I think there's a lot of things at play here, right? Like, I think the people who vote are not the same people who put on the Grammys, which is like a weird tension of sorts, right? Because that show did everything humanly possible. To like set up the alley oop for Beyonce to take home album of the year. Mm-hmm. They were, th- I've never seen an award show so thirsty about an artist before in my life as they were for Beyonce. It was <laughs> they, honestly embarrassing. They, they were like, gave her the we award. We promised Beyonce's coming. Down. It's like, who relax? Who cares? Like, relax, <laughs> everybody. It was so depressing and sad, right? Oh. Hold on, hold on. Pause, yeah. pause, pause. Because at this point, please hold your thought. Okay. I just want to. I just want to insert a big shout out to friend of the show, yes, Terius Nash. Oh, I thought you, you were going to go a different. I thought you were going to go a different, a different friend of the show who won a Grammy. Well, I was talking about since we're having the Beyonce oh, conversation. Sure, sure, who are you sure. talking about? Who are you talking about? Christopher Nolan. What are you talking about? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get the wit in a second. We'll get yeah, the wit yeah, in a second. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, we'll, we'll we'll talk about Maverick City in a second, but. Yeah, shout out to Terry's Nash. He looked good, you know, but it was like that was the time for Beyonce to have the moment. Cause I'm looking at this like there was a reason that God did 
was the ending. Yes, they were. They the, the whole. They were very. They were literally trying to be like Beyonce is going to accept, and then her husband's going to close us out. That was the plan. Absolutely. But the to people who put the, the show, show on don't vote, right? And so, mm. <laughs> by the way, the uh, Terius going up and accepting the award with Niles Rod- with Nile Rogers was great because he got a little bit of shine, but also it. it it made me have to explain to Marissa what CP time was, which was great. <laughs> uh, and then they try, and then your boy tried to, Trevor Noah was like, yeah, uh, traffic, <laughs> LA traffic is terrible. Listen, <laughs> like, listen, they could, if they wanted to, I was like, what, they don't have a helicopter as thirsty as, they, as they've been for Beyonce. Listen, send listen. the copper, send the copter. Who cares? You know? Um, but um, I think so like most of the, uh, if you look at the nominees, most of the categories have five nominees. And historically, back in the 80s and 90s, all the categories had only five nominees. Mm-hmm. They've expanded that. So yeah. album of the year, best new artist, record of the year, and song of the year now all have 10 nominees. I feel, I feel like best new artist has had, has had like upwards of 10 for a little while now. A little while, but... This is a, a similar so the, a similar thing has happened with the Academy Awards with Best Picture, and what you can get in these scenarios is you get to me I think you get more unpredictability because you get situations where if like an if if an artist is sharing a lane with like a different artist like sharing a fan base you get vote splitting. Mm. So like if you came into this and you were like. You know, maybe like if you're uh, if you're if you thought that the two best albums this year were Kendrick and Beyonce, well, both of them were nominated. If you thought the two best albums this year were Lizzo and Beyonce, well, both of them were nominated. If you th- like mm-hmm. all, all the way down the line, and so it actually pays to be sort of a little bit off in your own world, assuming that you are still incredibly popular, right? right. And so I'd be fascinated to see, like, of course they won't ever share this, like how did the vote split happen, like all of that kind of stuff, right? But like I also just kind of think that i've talked about this in the show before you know look i you know beyonce and her team made an amazing album but aside from putting out cuff it as a single without a video but kind of putting it out and doing a little bit of a push to radio which actually quietly kind of got that song into the top 10 because it took off a little bit on you know i i saw it you know increasingly on tiktok and in reels in the background for people and of course radio was going to love that record right but They didn't push this album, really. They did the, like, thirstiest, sweatiest push to get Break My Soul to number one. Remixes, and you can buy exclusive copies online, and they did everything they could to get that album to number one. I forgot about that. And then once they did that, to get that song to number one. And then once they did that, aside from officially putting, pushing out Cuff It to radio, they have done nothing that is visible aside from announce a tour since that album came out. That is it. There's been no visuals. There's been no, no other singles. And the truth of the matter is like Harry Styles was everywhere in the past 12 months. Everywhere. Hit singles, hit tour, big album. He's been in movies. Like he is all over the place. And so am I disappointed that he won? Yeah. I don't, you know, I think I saw, I was reading some good articles, like calling back to like other examples, right? Like I think, you know, Lionel Richie beat out Prince in the in the eighties for you know I think this was the Purple Rain era right which is ridiculous seems ridiculous Crazy. now but it was a, that Lionel Richie album was a big popular success right and so sometimes this just happens um, it just it really does and like I think like the whole and 
CBS's and the, the whole Grammy show, their reaction and their thirstiness for Beyonce to me kind of fed into this whole thing, which is like, I do sometimes feel with what I see from Beyonce, like at, not the music. Cause I thought that it was the best album of the year. I do. It was my number one. We did our end of the year list. Um, but like, they almost still act like they can just like put it out and that's it. That's enough because she's Beyonce and the world like is going to give this to her in a sense, you know, she's like mysterious still. Like she's not really on social. She doesn't have that kind of like in fake, but sort of quite real intimate connection that most modern artists have with their fans via social media. She is, they call her queen bee for a reason. Right. So like, I don't know, like, I think the way that they like push this album out and even the way that they pushed it into the Grammys is really weird. Like Renaissance was not nominated for best R and B album. They put it in the electronic music category where it was very interesting I feel yeah. for the other nominees there. You know what for I mean? Sure. Yeah. Cause like when they saw that Beyonce was nominated, they were like, all right, shut it down. We're not winning anything, you know, but like, I don't know, man, feels like a missed opportunity. Who knows? Maybe she still would have lost, you know, but, um, oh, well, what are you going to do? So I guess my question is, and maybe you know this, Doc, what is the, what are the factors that go into selecting a winner? So when you say best new artist or best pop solo performance or best, you know, record of the year, album of the year, like what factors are people putting into their vote? Is it, this is what I like the most. This is what I know. So basically, um, each a cat, each like voting member, they are a part of a certain genre, right? Like you sort of have a genre that you can vote for. And so you can, I'm sorry. So basically you have up to three different genres that you can be associated with. And okay. so you can, between those three genres, they're up, you can vote in up to 10 different categories across those genres, right? So if you are, I don't know, let's look at a, let's look at a winner. So like, let's say you're, um, a producer, you know, let's say you're an R&B hip hop producer, right? So you might put yourself down like in the, in the uh, hip hop category and the R&B category, maybe another category, right? And so you can vote mm. in all of the like R&B song of the year and R&B performance. You can vote in all of those and okay. you can vote in the top four album, best new artist, record of the year, song of the year. Right? Okay. So that means that for the most part, Pop people vote on pop stuff, R&B people vote on R&B stuff, rap people vote on rap stuff, etc. And then you bring everybody together for uh, for album of the year, right? And so I do think that's also kind of part of it where it was like, if I think about, and this is, I'm just saying me, you know, like back to what we were talking about earlier, where like everybody has their own little corner of the internet now, right? Like their own little mm-hmm. subculture where it's like when that Beyonce album came out, it was a huge deal for like two weeks, right? And I listened to that album quite a bit last year, but in my sort of own corner of the internet, I know a lot of people were listening to Harry Styles all year. Um, So, you know, when you get, now that we've all kind of fractured into these different like microcultures, when you bring everybody together, you're going to get some weird stuff. And like we said Mm -hmm. before, people don't know how to respond to that because in their corner of the internet, it's ridiculous that Beyonce didn't win. It's like offensive that Beyonce didn't win. For sure. And I mean, I'm just, I'm just here to say like, you know, her album did very, very well, but like, I don't feel like Renaissance had that kind of like deep, like lasting impact throughout the year, if that makes sense, which is weird to me because like I could pick like 
six songs off that album that could have been easy, like layup single choices that they could have been churning out videos for doing content around doing everything else around, you know, Mm. but that to me, this all actually goes back in a way to what you were saying before about what you're doing around your new single in a sense, right? Which is like, Mm. it's not enough to do the song. You got to have content around it too, because everything is content. Everything is a, is, um, everything is trying to capture attention, right? So you can't just have the song and Beyonce. I mean, her team understood this for break my soul. They did all the work for break my soul and Mm. then they didn't do any more. And it sucks because on top of that, it is still very, very true that like, you know, the Grammys have done a terrible job at awarding great R and B and hip hop albums when they when they should be rewarded. Like I'm not trying to downplay that at all. I'm really not. So then, when that happens, then that goes back to the because ultimately, all you said, all that happens, um, Harry Styles wins album of the year. Okay, yeah. bet you bring, but you bring you do the hip hop tribute. You know, Kendrick goes up there. Kendrick wins an award. You have Jay-Z close the show. Wayne and Ross, three hip-hop pillars. Yeah. But you don't, but you consistently don't reward um, the culture with the things that matter to you. Even, you mean, you gave Dre like a lifetime achievement award, sure. But like, to me, that that still speaks volumes. That, that still says to me, um, like, we like your culture, but we don't like you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I'm just use because really Renaissance represent it's a it's a larger conversation about the fact that they don't reward. Well, people will say black music, but they don't they just consistently don't reward hip hop and R&B albums, albums that we know. Yeah. Good Kid, Mad City, sure. you know, like that are just incredible bodies of work. Yeah. But to my point earlier about the, you know, what gets rewarded it's it's never excellence. It's always like the comeback story or there's just something else to tell outside of this person did an incredible body of work. And there's just there's a disconnect there. And if they want to continue to mend fences like they they got to hand out some hardware. It's and tough not be, yeah. pandery and not pan. My last point, I'm sorry, sorry and not no, pandery hardware, because that's my point. I just hate the pander. Like if you're going to reward people, reward people for doing good work and. This was an opportunity to do it because Beyonce dropped a great album. To hear the rest of this week's show, exclusive episodes, and more, subscribe today at patreon.com slash crspodcast or clockradiospeakers.com.